So guys, back again, back again. CC Podcast, episode three. Uh, title, Dignity and Waiting, part two. Yeah, we did part one uh, last week and we were discussing the pressures that are, you know, that we see on social media that our younger children go through, our youth. We were talking about the mental effects of it. We were talking about, we were just going through different areas of that particular subject about how they feel pressured to do so much when they've not even explored themselves. You know, this week we're discussing Dignity and Waiting Part 2, Parents versus Happiness. We see a lot of the time that, especially in cultural households, parents don't really take the time to find out what their children like, you know, what they want to do with themselves. They normally just force on them the educational route, which is, you know, your doctor, your lawyer, your architect, your maybe consultant. You know, it's just these high-profile jobs and they don't really offer anything in between. They don't, you know, suggest entrepreneurial, the entrepreneurial route. They don't suggest the self-sufficient kind of route. They just don't generally allow their children to explore different areas of creativity and the different streams of income that they can create. So, you know, we want to touch on that and try and clear stuff up from the point of a youth and from the point of a parent as well, because there's always two sides to every story. Yeah. So, you know, we know there's benefits of education, but there's also benefits of, you know, chasing happiness. And the happiness comes from what you love doing. So, yeah. have you experienced um, the pressure from your parent to, you know, chase an educational goal? like a high profile position um i would say uh in terms of education uh you know like um going to university and all that type of stuff and you know uh, uh getting your degree perhaps a masters yeah in it, uh, uh that i've definitely experienced that pressure uh, from my parents especially as you said perfectly bro being from a very cultural family like I'm, I'm Nigerian you know what I mean so uh, as you are so you know you, you know how that gets bro <laughs> you know with, yeah. with education <laughs> you must go to university you know what I mean you know that proper you know that's yeah. what it is you know, what it is, you know? so um, definitely brother definitely um, I, I remember I didn't want to go to university after college and you know best believe my, I, I found my black horse in uni <laughs> you know uh, my mom was like there's no way you're 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 you're, you're staying in, you're, you're staying in my house living under my roof and you ain't getting uni you know what i mean so you know um yeah and, and the funny thing is i i enjoy my course i like obviously i went uh i deferred because i didn't like the course i actually originally did but now i'm doing a course that i really like and i'm, I'm really enjoying the university experience going on to second year and things like that so in terms of education, I 100% felt that pressure. Uh, yeah. In regards to um, a job, though, like my mum saying, perhaps oh, I'll be a doctor, be a lawyer, da da da. My mum, uh, she's quite, she's quite supportive in that area of kind of letting me decide what I want to do. Mm. But in terms of education, yeah, she's very serious about that. 
you know, very serious. And um, I can't lie, man, uh, sometimes it was very overwhelming. Like, uh, you know, I had days in uni where I just kept thinking, like, man, like, can I really pattern first year? Like, mm. and I'm not going to lie, man, I could have, I could have done, I could have done better. Like, I passed in it, but I could have done better. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I procrastinated a lot, waited to the last minute a lot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I did that a lot, bro. And then, you know, when, when you get back to your results, you're like, oh, God, I passed. You know, you know one of them ones, like, mm. because, you know, you weren't really in the library grinding, but it's like you were doing work, but it's like last minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like four days before deadline or, you know what I mean? Or sometimes even two days before deadline, a day before, you know what I mean? And you're just grafting. Yeah. Obviously, you're putting in work, but it's like it, it would have saved you aggro doing it way earlier, you know what I mean? So um, definitely um, there was a lot of pressure, you know, and uh, sometimes thinking like, oh, man, will I, will I come back to my family with disgrace, you know, you know, the ones there, like, oh, don't disgrace your family, yeah. you know what I mean? In uh, like, will I come back with disgrace, like failing first year, you know what I mean? Uh, will I let my mum my down, you know what I mean? Will I let my family down, you know? Because bearing in mind, I've got two older siblings, I've got two older sisters who went uni, uh, graduated and passed, one of which has a master's degree. Wow. So it's like, yeah, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, I don't want to be the black sheep of the family that don't. <laughs> You know, they got two, got two older siblings that went uni, but I had to be, I had to go be different and be like, no, you know what I mean? I, w- I didn't want to, you know, disappoint them, yeah. you know? And um, that definitely brought a lot of pressure, man. Even in my GCSE period, a lot of pressure as well, you know, um, because my, 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 my family are quite serious about education, man. Uh, everyone in my family went uni, uh, from my dad down to, uh, to me. Everyone's kind of gone uni, so... It's like a it's like a thing in my family, man. Though my uh, my pop was kind of uh, he was kind of like you know if I'm doing apprenticeship, cool. But if one of them ones where you got to do something, mm. you know. But even at that, he was like still I I would prefer if you went uni. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, uh, you know when when I when I was able to speak to him. So it's kind of it's kind of one of them ones. But yeah, the pressure. I can't lie, man. The pressure isn't. It's not always good. You know, sometimes the pressure can make you work harder. Sometimes the pressure can really put you in a bad place mentally, man. You know, it can really, it can really do that. But um, you know, I, I think African parents, they, or even Asian parents with, with, with white parents, it's a lot, it's a lot uh, less intense because it's kind of like, oh, you know, you can, oh, don't worry, babe. You can, you know, do what you want to do. You know, you want to work in Tesco, it's all right. You want to work in Tesco, it's all right, mate. You know what I mean? Like, they don't really, they don't really, you know what I mean? But with, like, African and Asian parents, it's like, you have to, you have to kind of, uh, you know, complete education. And you, and I think it's because of, like, you know, we're, like, first-generation Brits, right? Yeah. Like, we're first-generation, but our parents come from, like, Africa, and if you're Asian, they come from the continent of Asia. Like, over there, life is hard, man. Life is hard. And everybody dreams of getting some type of education because it opens doors, you know? Especially our parents' generation was a generation where it wasn't as techno- uh, uh, it wasn't as uh, tech crazy, yeah. and technology hadn't advanced so much. So a lot of things were done the old-fashioned way, man. You couldn't go online and build a business or, 
you know, uh, run run Instagram ads and things like that. You had to go door to door giving them your your flyers. You know what I mean? You had to you had to you know do more extensive forms of work. You know, you didn't have the internet to help you. You know, you didn't have shortcuts or convenience. You really had to go out there and sweat to work. You know, so our parents believe in the old-fashioned way, like to be a successful university. You know education you need that certificate mm. but we know that you know but we know that road doesn't always lead to success like most of the one percent didn't even finish a lot well i wouldn't say most but but, but quite okay, quite cool. a few of the one percent yeah you know what i mean they didn't they didn't finish school some of them dropped out some of them lived a life of risk they dropped out put all the eggs in one basket and they made it mm. but of course Let's also think about all the Bill Gates that didn't make it. You know what I mean? And all the Amazon businesses that never made it. Mm. You know? But still, that isn't the only route. Like, mate, I know loads of dudes, right, that didn't go to university and they're earning the same money my sister's earning having gone to university. And these dudes didn't even finish college. Mm. Yeah, like, madness, bro. I know I know dudes that, that earn 25K right now, yeah? No, I know dudes that own. I know someone that owns that, that earns twenty four k. He he earns twenty four k a year. He's only eighteen years old, and I don't think I think he dropped out of college. He didn't even go to university, man. He he earns twenty four k a year, and it's like I, I've got a friend as well who works in London, in uh in in, in central London, earns twenty five k. He I think he only he he went to my college. Uh, he he stopped at college. And he's earning 25k. I think he's even looking at promotion and things like that. And it's like I'm here in uni grinding to get a job, to get a job that like starts at like 20k minimum when I get out or something like that. You know what I mean? Like I think that's I think that's starting salary for a student, right? Maybe 20k around yeah, that. Yeah, roughly. Uh, right. 20k is normally the starting. Yeah. So it's like sometimes you question like, like, am I alright, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? And it's like, but 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 you don't blame our parents. It's the generation they're from, and because they come from the third world, life is a lot harder there, man. Every everybody dreams of getting an education because it's a way out. Like poverty is so bad over there, so it's the like everybody. They're so education. They're so education oriented. Education, education in the West, because of the privilege here. People don't really, they take it for granted. Oh, education, you know, oh, who cares? Oh, I don't care about my GCSE. Of course you won't. You've got, you, you, you've got, you've got good amenities. You've got clean running water. Uh, 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 your government's not as corrupt. Um, uh, you know, uh, you've got good hospitals. Uh, you've got, you've got, um, you've got good medicine. You know, the, the, the West is very privileged. So of course you're going to take education and things like that for granted. But in Africa and Asia, it's not. It's not like that. There's some places in Africa where, like, literally diseases. Like, like there's places in Africa where they can't even treat epilepsy. Like over here, if someone's epileptic. Um, it's not that bad. Like they can give you medicine to 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 tolerate that for your whole life, and you can live a pretty long life even having epilepsy. But in Africa, there's some places where you have epilepsy, they don't even know what to do with you, and that's really bad. You know, Asia as well. So, I think it's just is where our parents came from. You know, you don't blame them. They're only 
showing us what they know, you know? So I think that's just kind of, you can only show someone what you know. And where we're from, unfortunately, education is the only hope people have mm. because life is so hard, you know? So I think our parents, that's why our parents instill this value in us, this education value and becoming a doctor, a lawyer value into us because where we're from, you know, because we're not really, we're not English, we're British. So our roots are Africa. So where we're from, life is tens of times harder. So they instill that into us, even in the new world, even in the West, they still carry that with, they still carry that with them, you know? But I'm sure when we have children, bro, mm-hmm. our, our, our kid, we're first generation Brit. Our kids will be second generation. They're pretty much going to, they're going to behave pretty much like white people. Do you know what I'm saying? Because we pretty much are like white people. You know what I mean? So when we have them, they're going to be even more. So we're not going to be like, oh, you better be a, you better be a lawyer. Or you better be a doctor. You bet- we're not going to be saying that to them because, you know, like life in the West is a lot easier. There's different, there's different routes you can take. You can go the apprenticeship route. You can go the, the, you can go the, 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 you can go the, um, the university route. You can, you can um, do voluntary work, then work your way up. And in Africa, it's not like that, man. Opportunities are very scarce. It's only education is the only thing that can save you from from that poverty, man. So you know that's that's kind of my take, man. You know. Yeah, man. That um, like what I can take from that is, like you're at uni doing a course. I'm at uni doing a course. Now I'm not sure about the course course you're doing, but I know that my course, you need a certificate to practice what I'm doing. Like architecture, you need a certificate to say you're a certified architect you can go and build a building without having someone else sign it off for you if you don't complete the seven years that it takes to study you can't go and you know go self-employed uh design a building and then just build it you've got to have someone else that's a certified architect to sign it off for you and Mm. knowing that i'm in a course where I have to get a certificate. It's not because I was forced to do architecture. I've liked architecture since I was very young. But, Mm. you know, that's the benefit of this particular course where it's like, it's not like I'm being forced into education. I just happen to like the subject. And it turns out that I need a certificate to say I can practice uh, this subject. That's the benefit of the education. The, be- mm. the other benefit of the education is if I was to complete uni, go self-employed and start doing, you know, doing different things to gain some income, maybe let's say I'm an, I want to be an artist now and I'm drawing pictures and I'm earning a commission on every picture I draw. I'm doing quite well, you know, I can pay my living costs, you know, it's nothing too mad. If that now doesn't work out, I have the education to fall back on. I have the degree to fall back on. So I'm still able, Mm. within reason, because we're going to talk about it generally, within reason to, you know, go and enroll in an architecture practice and go work for them if my venture doesn't work out. That's another benefit Mm. of the education. So I understand where parents say, okay, Education is what you need because when you go to school, you give yourself more opportunities so you can pick and choose. 
But here's where it gets a bit shady. Education for a good deal of parents is bragging rights because they want their kids to be top of the class in every subject from year one all the, all the way to university. And it's like... 110. It's, 110 bragging like, rights, man. Who yeah. am I? Yeah. Who am I? Like, every child will have a a strength, every child will have a weakness in terms of their education. And when I'm talking education, I'm not talking about your art, your design tech, your music. Your I'm talking about your math, science, English, geography, history. I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking about the hardcore subjects. And yeah, top of the class where? I know I'm good at English, but that doesn't account for the other two subjects that they're on. At, at the other two subjects, I'm okay, but it's one of them things where it's going to take me a little bit of time to get to a level where I'm comfortable, where I'm like, okay, I know enough. Fam, all throughout secondary school, college, and even uni, it's been a roller coaster with education because part of it's to do with me being too lazy and not putting in the right amount of work. Other parts of it have just been, okay, yeah, we don't bro. Know as much yeah. here um, in this particular subject. So he's going to have to learn a bit more. But the learning a bit more is not is not what I take pleasure in. So when I get home, it's straight on the Xbox, it's straight watching TV, it's straight on YouTube. For real. Like, but parents need to understand, there is a top of the class, there is a middle of the class, and there is a bottom. Obviously, you don't want your child to be the bottom. And if they're at the bottom, you offer them help to, you know, boost them up where you can. Each parent should want their child to be the best that they can be. You can't quantify how great your child can be. You can prophesy, you can wish, you can hope, you can pray, but at the end of the day, it's up to your child to achieve whatever potential they have. So as a parent, I can't say I want my child to be the top of the class if, in all reality, they can't be the top of the class. Because parents have got to look at stuff realistically. Not every child can be the top of the class. You're not going to get a class of 30 and all 30 are achieving top grades. It's impossible. Or it's very mm. unlikely. Let me not say impossible. It's very unlikely. What At least one person's child is going to fall into the category of middle tier or bottom tier. So the idea yeah. of wanting the child to be the top isn't even for the child's benefit sometimes. It's for it's for the parents to now say, ah, good. you see, Ayo, <laughs> top grades, top grades <laughs> in all his classes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see, Sarah, top grades in all her like that, that whole kind of bragging culture between parents is really toxic for the child because as soon as you do the primary school, secondary school, college, after that, your child pretty much has free reign to do whatever they want. And yeah, you rightly mentioned apprenticeship they can go into uni if they choose to uh but more in a cultured household's case if they're forced to um you can go for the self-employed route you can go for the whole entrepreneurial you know looking and you know dabbling in different areas to create income for yourself i i get the fear of the of our parents which is you know if my child isn't in school I fear that they won't ever create a livable income for themselves. Because my dad's whole thing to me is you need to make sure that you can sustain yourself. 
have enough money to do whatever you yeah. want to do. But not all of that comes from education. Even the people that earn 100k a year, remember, you still get taxed on that money. You've still mm. got to think about where that money's going. You've got bills to pay. You've got your car money to pay. You've got whatever whatever other tax you've got to pay. Like, you start, you end the year with 100k. Trust me, by the time you get to the next year, you're not make you're not you've not got hundred k to your to your name. Your money is being slowly decreased after each paycheck. So the mm. person that makes hundred k, maybe now they've got fifty k to live off. And even then, that's not a lot in today's world because money does not stretch very far. So it's now forcing people to say, okay, what other ways can I make money? So. Relying on education and saying education is the way forward, it was. It still can help you out a lot in today's world. But because there's other avenues for kids to explore, why is education where your mind is? Why is your mind so overrun with education? The issue of parents not giving their children a chance to explore different areas and avenues, your child could create a small business and be working on that. Your child could even work it in a Tesco for a little bit of time to fund whatever business you want. Maybe you're flipping. Maybe you're affiliate marketing. Maybe you're drop shipping. You can make money with the three things I just mentioned right now. Affiliate marketing, drop shipping, flipping. You can make quite a bit of money. Like, parents don't ever see that. Working three jobs, jobs where you are owned, basically, you are under the rule of someone and you've got to abide by the rules and regulations to create income for yourself. Who wants to work three jobs every week for the rest of their lives? You become a slave to the system. Why not create ways for yourself where... You can live on your own terms. At least, I'd rather work for myself all day than have to go to work 12 hours a day and be slaving around for someone else. I mean, I don't know about anyone else. That's me personally. There's nothing about, you know, wasting my life, you know, being owned. There's nothing appetizing about it. There's nothing appealing about it. So that's why that's where education, the educational route, gets a bit dark. There's risk with ev- everything. There's even risk going to uni. Going to uni doesn't mean you're going to get a job straight away. Whether it's first-class honours or third-class honours, at the end of the day, you've gone to uni, you've got a certificate. That doesn't mean you're going to get a job. A lot of the people that go to uni, that went to uni, struggle. And when I say struggle, I mean struggle to the point where they're now working as a healthcare assistant in a hospital or they're working your yeah. cashier job or a sales assistant job. Yeah. Just just to pay off the like it's crazy. And meanwhile, every year there's a parent saying to their child, Yo, uni is where you're going. Go to uni or you're kicked out, that kind of thing. And it's crazy because is that worth your child hating you? So that's where I'm going with it, is like, is, you know, forcing education on your children 
worth destroying their happiness because you forcing your children into uni then causes them to resent you because they haven't been able to explore. You haven't given them an opportunity to try something on their own for a little bit and see if it goes well. You can get into uni at any time. As long as you've got the qualifications, you can get into uni anytime. Yeah. So why is it after college that is the next logical option? People get scared because after college, it's like, oh, crap, I'm in the real world now. What do I do now? So it's like uni seems like the most logical thing. Let me quickly enroll in uni and do a, do a course, any course I can find. Yeah. But the children really have to dedicate more time to thinking about what they want to do. From start from the start of secondary school to the end of college, you've got a lot of time to explore. But obviously, you're a kid. I'm not telling you to miss out on your childhood, but at least dedicate a little time to exploring different hobbies and interests. Yeah. At the end of the day, you may find that you want to do one of them for the rest of your life. And you've got around seven years to see if it takes off. It's just bouncing around from different ideas. But that's what I want to ask. Is it is it worth destroying your child's happiness, taking away their happiness and causing them to resent you just because you want them to go to uni? I mean, um, it's a bit, it's a bit of a sticky one, and I'll tell you why I, I personally think, like, to me anyway, why I personally think it's a bit of a sticky one because me, for example, now, I'm, I'm an example of somebody who didn't want to go to university in the first place. Like, my mum literally was like, "No, you have me and her would be like, I'd be at my mum's like." I'd be at her, I'd be at her throat, she'd be at my throat. I'd be like, no, I'm not going. She's like, yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm not going. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, you know, back and forth. And I really didn't want to go, bro. Like, I didn't want to go. Like, when I first went uni, um, I was only there for, like, one term because I didn't like the course that I originally picked. Mm-hmm. It was, like, pressure. You know what I mean? And I came back home now. I deferred. So, like, I temporarily left. I changed my course, though. And I went back again the, the following September. Um, I literally didn't like when I was there. Like, I mean, I liked it, but I was just like, I wouldn't go to lectures. I would just stay inside, play PlayStation. Uh, um, I'd only go lectures sometimes because there was this buff lighty that I wanted to move to there in, in, one, in one of my modules. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I literally, I didn't care. Like, my attitude was, oh, I don't care. Then it got to a point and I said, I'm playing myself, man, because I'm, I'm going to pay this, I'm going to pay this loan back off anyway. So what's the point? So I told my mum, I mean, she weren't really happy, but at least it was a thing where it's like, I'm willing to go back then the following September. So it's like, okay, cool. Changed my course, da, da, da. And now, bro, like, now, like, I can't even wait for September to come so I can go back. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I literally, I didn't like it, but I really like it now. And, like, I, I, I'm actually happy that my mum pushed me to go. So, and I can't lie there was a point where I kind of felt like, oh, my man, like, why, why, are you, why are you pushing me, man? Why are you, you know what I mean? So I understand. But now I like it, like I said. So to me, like, was it worth, was it worth me, you know, having a little discrepancy? I think it was, man, for, for me, for me personally, for me personally, because I feel like, okay, now 
I've actually learned a lot of things from my modules. The fact that I've got a degree in itself, it opens some doors. It opens quite a few doors because they're jobs that you can you can automatically get just off the back of having the degree. You know, like yeah. because it's like okay, you know, it's like a degree. It, it looks good. So I think, well, of course, you, you, you should be your degree should be specific to a certain job role, definitely or job. But having the degree itself just opens doors. It makes you look. It it, it it does it does help you on your CV. Though experience also really is a deciding factor. Experience is really important too. But a degree a, a degree does hold weight too. It does, you know. Whether a lot of people don't want to admit it, a degree does hold some some level some some uh, some um, level of weight. So I think it's fifty fifty. It can be worth it, and it might, and it and 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 it may not be worth it in the sense that there are some kids out there that university is just not for them. If you throw them mm-hmm. in uni, they won't they won't they won't perform as well as in an apprenticeship or in somebody's firm working for for for, for a year. They might they might they might work like they might work so well with somebody's firm, then be promoted to manager, be promoted to this that, then eventually they could be vice president. Then you, you never know. Some people are just better working. They're better. Um, what's the word? They're better. Um, they, 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 rather than you know, um, uh, doing academics, they're better with their hands moving, like doing yeah. something. They're better. You know what I mean? So I think it's fifty-fifty, man. I think I, I do think it's kind of fifty-fifty. But um, overall, I do think parents still should take into consideration the wishes of their children, man, especially. African and Asian parents, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I really think they should take into consideration the wishes of their children because even in uni, I've met a lot of black kids and Asian kids with the same, that had the same story as him. Like, yo, why are you here? Uh, Mum forced me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's that you hear it everywhere, like, or oh, 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 um, family in it. Like, you know what I mean? I'm Asian, G. Like, I had, I had no choice. You know what I mean? And it's like, they just sound like whatever in it. Like, I'm, I'm here in it. Like, I don't, don't want to, but I'm here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's such a universal thing between cultural uh, people of cultural backgrounds to to just kind of just kind of be forced in it in a way into education, but uni uh, especially. But I think I think it's 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 fifty fifty, man, uh, definitely. And um, I think it doesn't help that it doesn't help also that there's just such a chasm. There's such a uh, a, a gap between our parents' generation and our generation. We just don't see eye to eye, man. You know what I mean? It's just, it's so different, like, in terms of uh, the way we see life, the way our parents see life, like, our generations are just so different. Even the values are different, you know? You, uh, our parents, you know, they still kind of believe in that old school nuclear family value, you know, the man's the head of the household, the woman you know, nurtures, you know, things like that. Our generation's like, you know, that's out the window, you know, mm. like, uh, you know, it, it, there's no such thing as, you know, the, the, the function of the sexes is blurred, you know, that type of, it just just on a, on a very basic level, our mentalities are different. So it's so hard to, how can you raise a child when they're on such a different wavelength to you? You know, like you, you, you're born and raised in Nigeria, you know, born in the 60s, maybe, uh, you grew up in the 
in the 70s, 80s, you came here in the 80s, in your early 20s, you like, and now you're raising, you're raising kids in like the, in the 2000s and 2010s. It's just different. Like, how do you talk to these kids? How do you relate to your children? Your, your, your child's holding an iPod touch. You barely know what that is. You barely know how to use the internet. You know what I mean? How do you relate to them? So I think we just don't see eye to eye as well, man. And that's also another problem, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. That tra- like that trying to understand your children is so important because the communication between children and parents is so fragmented and is so distant that I can't tell my parents what I want to do without being shut down or without being told, nah, you can't do that. You have to do something different. Like in mm. when I got to the first year of uni, like if you ask any of my friends, I'm notorious for doing work last minute and somehow passing it, whether it's good or <laughs> you know, just passing. But trust, trust I feel you, bro. I feel you. First year, that's all I was doing. Like every piece, every assignment, last minute, quickly drew something, relied on last my like, ability to draw, boom, done it, passed. And I was like, cool. Came to second year now. I was like saying to myself at the start of the year, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it properly. You know, I'm going to pat myself. Nah, man. Same thing. Did <laughs> it work? And my teacher, yeah. imagine my teacher was the kind of teacher that I know who you are. I know what you do. Like he saw me from the start of that uh, term all the way to the end. And unfortunately for me, he was my studio tutor and he was my lecturer. So he saw me twice during the week, every week for the whole term and I was like oh jeez this guy's going to be on my case <laughs> you're and, the ones <laughs> oh, and it's, it's to the point where I got so comfortable and complacent with doing the bare minimum that I didn't bother to make sure I was catching up on my learning making sure I knew what I needed to know to you know pass my work and not just pass it pass it convincingly so mm. then I did a live with um one guy, the supplanter, uh, me and him and the visionaire normally do lives together. And I did a live with him. He just called me one day. He was like, yo, I need you to be on a live. And he was asking me, oh, what do you want to do in the future? And I was kind of confused between being an author, because that's all that was on my mind at the time, being an author or doing architecture. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do, I'm going to be an author, but I'm going to do my architecture as a second option. So that would mean that during this time, I'm kind of wasting seven years, if you know what I mean. I'm just, you know, going through the motions just so that if something doesn't work out, I can fall back on it and not putting all my effort into becoming an author. So, yeah, you know, it really shook me because I was like, hmm, now I don't think I'm actually at uni to learn. I think I'm just here to mess about. I think I've just been messing about this whole time. Now, you see the time it really hit hard? When I got to the end of second year, the worst thing that could ever happen, you see, I missed the punishment of redoing GCSEs in secondary school because, you know, I knew enough and I had done just enough revision in between the tests to pass them. Same thing with college. College, 
I was doing just enough to pass. Mm. University, same thing. But by second year, I got held back. And I was thinking, oh, my God. I was When I tell you, I was pissed. Because the thought of being in a, in a lesson or in a year with a certain group of people, and then all of a sudden, someone's yanked your neck and you're now being held back, all of them have progressed. And so we all go to the same building. So when I now go in for my lesson in a lower year, they're in the top floor. So mm. I'm in second year still. They're in third year. And they meet me going to and from uni. And it's, and the, the embarrassment that I face just for that alone. And I was just thinking, bro, you really screwed up. And that's the thing. With me, like, nothing drives me more than failing something I know I should have passed the first time. So, yeah. failing second year of uni when I shouldn't have, because all I needed to do was make sure I kept on top of my work and was doing enough reading and research between assignments. But yeah. I completely neglected that because I was thinking, oh, it's all right, I'll just do the same thing I did before and pass it. As you get, you know, older... As you start to walk through the hierarchy of education, things get a whole leap harder. From secondary school to college, I was sitting there thinking, there's no way I should be here because I ain't got a clue what's going on. I did all science in college. Now, I went from all science to doing solely architecture. Mm. I did not have a clue. So it was always a point where during that next stage, I had no idea what was going on. And I had that insecurity that I shouldn't really be here yeah especially knowing that I didn't do a lot of work to get here in the first place so that being pulled back and held back to do second year again was that kind of realization that you really can't be doing this anymore because if you expect to make it with architecture or anything else you hope to do in life you know doing the bare minimum minimum isn't how you're going to make it it's not how you're going to achieve greatness so that was really that moment of realization to know that as I progressed through second through this repeat of second year, I've got to do things a whole a whole lot differently. And you know, there were still moments where my old habits started to creep up because I've been practicing them for years. So I'm pretty much a pro, you know, at procrastinating, at pushing. Bro, a hundred man, a hundred. But it's now that fear of okay. Do I want to be held back again? Fam, I know someone that's done third year, uh, first year three times. Three. Bro, same, same. I'm, My guy, I'm fam, like, he's saying like that two <laughs> to three times. I'm like, what happened, bro? Like, is it that you don't want to be here? Or is it that it's just <laughs> something going wrong each time? Like, how, you know, we say first time's an accident, second time's a coincidence. <laughs> but the third time, it's like, what's really going on here? So I was like, do I want that to happen to me for a second time? Thank God I made it through. So I'm now due to do third year. But now it's hit me that now you're in the last year, but the hardest year. So Mm. where do you now go from here? How do you plan out your life for the next five to ten years? And knowing that I have the uh, educational route that I'm going through and that I'm also doing stuff on the side to supplement the education to fund me during that education and beyond 
it's like as of right now the education is what I'm focused on that is what's making me happy because remembering that I failed for doing something wrong is pushing me to make sure I don't fail again and you touched it perfectly where you said you know coming home and that disgrace of you know you failed and this that and the other and like trust me you see when you fail when you fail a subject or you fail a class and you come back and you tell your parents fam my dad was on the phone when I told him he was on the phone talking to someone I walked I literally waltzed down the stairs like I'm a person who fam everyone will tell you I'm laid back as in dangerously laid back so I just waltzed down the stairs I was like yeah to dad I have to repeat the year fam this guy's eyes just went wide open shot wide open (laughs) Looked to me and said, What? Yeah. Bro. (laughs) (laughs) I made sure. Them them ones. (laughs) I made made sure I did not move a muscle, fam. I looked straight in the face. Them ones. Like, it was to the point where he just froze and couldn't speak on the phone. But it's like, knowing that he had problems, there's been problems with each one of us in terms of education for one reason or the other. It's like yeah. to now hear that from someone who was seeming to be doing something right and seeming to be on the track and then to hear that that person too is now having to repeat. It's heartbreaking for a parent. So I understand where the frustration comes and the anger comes and then they talk to you anyhow when they're trying to scold you and trying to get you back on track. I understand it. Mm. But it's not motivating enough to talk to a child like the a lesser being because they didn't do as well as you would have hoped where's the support mm. for them to make sure that they can come back better and stronger it's not every child that will be shouted at and put down when they fail that will make it back and recoup the lost time yeah yeah it's, at the end of the day it's up to me to say okay is it architecture i want to do or is it something else i want to do like, he sat there at the end of the table, gobsmacked. So, are you sure you really want to do this subject? I was like, um, um, yeah, yeah, I still want to do it. Yeah. It's, but that whole starting to question whether I wanted to do it, whether I wanted to do architecture, whether I wanted to branch off into something else and do a whole subject, a whole different subject completely. Like, all these different factors just mess with your head. And... I'm not saying you've got to be surefire all the time, but when you're doing something, first of all, you need to explore and make sure that it is something you want to do in the first place. But yeah. you can change your mind, as you did. You can change your mind. It's far better for you to change your mind and have to repeat a year to do the year again, but on a different course completely, rather than fail multiple times on a course you have no interest in doing. So... You're right in saying the educational, you know, field, the nine to fives, they still have a firm grip on the world. That's what makes the world go round. There's still nine to five jobs that sustain the economy. But that's where I don't want it to be. It's your high profile jobs. I don't obviously want my child to be a cleaner. I don't want my child to be serving lunches in a, in a school, in a primary school. No, but at the end of the day, I want to make sure whatever it is they choose to do, they're dedicated to it, they actually want to do it, and they're happy doing it. 
I was talking to someone on Twitter where I said to them, you know, when we're talking about kids and doing jobs and even grown-ups, you know, working in places that they may not be happy in working, if you hate that job, you see, if you need more money for whatever it is, maybe a new car, maybe to get a mortgage, whatever it is you need money for, it would mean that you would have to be promoted or, you know, do more hours during the week for that job to get the money. That's normally how it works with these people and their nine to fives. But if you hate the job, that's just extra work for you. So that really starts to play, you know, take a strain on the mind when you're having to work Mm. somewhere that you don't really want to work in the first place, but you're now having to put in more hours because you need to fund something. So, yeah, man, a hundred, hundred. That issue, I don't want, you know, kids to go through that pain. I want them to be happy with what they're doing and, you know, actually be making livable income and even extra from what they're doing. I'd rather them be happy and doing something that maybe I have no clue what they're doing. If I was a grown-up now, YouTube would be foreign, a foreign world to me. My kid doing mm. YouTube and being paid more than... Yeah, I mean, what being, the hell? <laughs> trust. Like, it's a foreign world to me. But you've got to respect their passion. You may be passionate about medicine. That's why you're a nurse somewhere. Or that's why you're a doctor somewhere. Or you may be passionate about law. That's why you're a lawyer. You may be passionate about cooking. That's why you're a chef somewhere. But you need they need to respect our passions. Our passions go unnoticed for the most part. It's only some parents that will, you know, create a a place where you can express your interests and hobbies to them. My mum, like in terms of mum and dad, they're both supportive and they both want me to be successful. But you know where there's always one that, you know, isn't solely education basis like if there's anything else you can do, I'm happy with you to explore it. And the other one's like, oh, no, I want you to kind of focus more on school. Make sure you've got a good job. Make sure you can pay for yourself. You know, there's always that, you know, difference in opinion between parents. But it's always the educational one that wins in most scenarios. That's, you know, that's my experience with being at uni. And what I've learned about what I've learned about myself, you know, going through uni, failing a year, having to repeat, you know, starting to gain the passion I had, you know, at the start. The regaining the passion for architecture was the hardest part because all through the summer, I was thinking, you know what, if I don't pass it, I was saying to my friends, if I don't pass the year, I'm not coming back. Because mm. for me to pass, that is, that is humiliating, fam to be going to your aunties and uncles and grandma that want you to do well and are hoping that you'd pass and then you say, nope, I have to do another year. Yeah, That in itself is just embarrassing. So for me, it played a big, it took a big hit on my ego and my pride. And, you know, that's something you have to work around. Even when you're doing your whole self-employed entrepreneurial stuff, you don't do well the first five years, the first seven years. 
it's still your parents you got to show your face and say, yeah, I haven't made it just yet, but hold on a little while longer and maybe I'll make it. You've still got to go yeah. through that humiliation there. So whatever situation you find yourself in, you're going to go through some sort of humili- humiliation. You know, some people don't make mm. it in the five years. Some people take seven years. Some people take 10. Some people take 20. You never know how long it's going to take you. There's no shortcuts. There are catalysts. There are things that can speed up the process, but at the end of the day, it's still a fairly long journey you have to take anyway. To earn, uh-huh. to do a part yeah. one architecture, it's like 20, 20 to 25K um, once you finish the first three years. And then after, I think yeah. it's around 40 to 45, something like that. So, you know, that whole progression of, You've got to, I think you've got to do like 10 years in a practice. Imagine 10 yeah. years experience to get a pay increase. To me, I was like, bro, that wow. is crazy, fam. I ain't doing that. That's but crazy. That's why you got to, that's why I'm building on the side because it's like, even if I decide to do architecture for the rest of my life, even if I decide to do it, at least I've got another source of income from somewhere else, other source of income to sustain me if for some reason I say, you know what, fun architecture, I'm not doing it anymore. At least that's not a big hit on me financially. So if we if we want to talk finances, I'd say for kids, like education, if you're going down the educational route, think of other ways to earn income for yourself. Because if for whatever reason you're made redundant, like this corona time. This corona thing, yeah, like, bro. hundred, <laughs> like, imagine so many people yeah, go home. We can't have you working anymore because it's costing the company money. Da, 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 da. We're shutting down administration, this, that, and the other. Like, mad people lost their jobs. Lots of people lost their jobs. So, how much more people like architects, people like lawyers, people like doctors, some of them have still lost their jobs. So, you know, if you're going down that nine to five route, you've got, you need to have other sources of income. If you're on the entrepreneurial route, you need to have other sources of income. That's what it revolves around because if one goes dry, you've got others to live on to where it doesn't take yeah. a big financial hit and leave you in a vulnerable position. So that's like my whole story and view on like the education and the stuff I went through, the stuff I had to find out about myself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sweet, sweet. Um, yeah, as I was as I was saying, you know, even um, your your Bill Gates, your Warren Buffett, your all these rich people, like they have so many different streams of income. Like it's mad. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people don't just stay doing one thing. Like they've got different different uh, places where they get money from. A lot of do a lot of rappers they rap. They also invest. They trade. They do. They, they they've got they've got small fashion lines. Mm. They they do part. They do partnerships with Nike, Adidas, and different brands like that. You know, like uh, you know, uh, Jordans. You know, like uh, Air Jordans. They 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 do. They partner with Nike and all these kind of. So it is it, it's, it's just going back to what you said before that you know, the, the whole idea of just you know going to uni, getting a degree, and 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 having a job, being like. The, the 
the the idea of success for so many people of ethnic backgrounds it's not really when you look at it it's not really the case a lot of successful people have so many different ventures like it's crazy you know what i mean so i think really and truly we need to instill this kind of mentality into our kids man do you get what i'm saying like mm-hmm. i think um how can i say this like when we have kids i think we should we need to master the art of teaching them as you always say you know financial li- financial literacy and things of that nature that's what the jews understand you know that's what the arabs understand that's what the chinese people understand that's what the whites understand but but you know um black people we don't we haven't really mastered that yet man you get what i'm saying it's not just about getting a degree and being a doctor you know it's it's more than that you know what i mean that's just that's just that's just um that's just scratching the surface you know there's there's, there's more to that but i think because you know that financial literacy isn't even te- isn't even taught in schools you want to learn you want to learn how to invest you got to learn yourself school don't teach you that there's no courses in i mean there's courses in investing but they're they're outside of academics and you have to pay a lot of the time you have to pay bro you know what i mean like imagine you have to pay just to know how to survive essentially you know like it's 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 crazy man so i think these are these are things that our generation should try and get right and learn from our parents' generation, what they didn't give us in that regard, we should give that to our children. Do you get what I'm saying? I yeah. think I think that's important, man. A hundred percent, you know? Yeah, I agree hundred percent. Like in terms of you know, have have you got any tips? Because like we both come from cultural households where you know, we've kind of gone through the pressures of maybe not being that into the subject we're doing and having to change or having to reassess or even, you know, having to deal with parents because obviously that's the main topic, like having to deal with parents forcing education. Like there's tons of children mm-hmm. go through going through the same thing. Have you got any of the like tips for them on how to deal with that? Um, yeah, I do, man. I, I, I think everything, everything you hear your parents say in regards to your education or your job, that may seem distasteful. So for example, in, in, in your case, for example, let's say somebody goes through what you went through and they fell first year, they have to repeat, or they fell second year, they have to repeat, whatever. Mm. And their parents may say, oh, what, how come you failed? Or oh, look at look or look at all your friends. They're passing, and you failed, and it may you know it may make you feel small. It may it may it may crush your 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 pride. And take everything they say with a pinch of salt, man. Take everything they say with a pinch of salt. A lot of the times they mean they mean well, you know they mean well, but the way they say it may seem like it's an attack, you know. Yeah, but a lot of the time. Yeah, you know what I mean? But a lot of the time, they 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 mean well, bro. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I think a lot of kids, especially our generation, we, we're very sensitive. We take things very personally. I've been there before when, you know, uh, maybe, uh, you know, I've had, I've had mock exams. 
where my mum has found out the grade where I've got a D. And she's like, ah, all your age mates, look at them. They're getting B. They're, they're getting A. You, you went to go D. You know what I mean? And, you know, it, you know, it makes you feel like, ah, it makes you feel like, but it's, she's not, she's not mocking me. Like, she's just, you know, it, 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 she, 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 she wants the best, you know, that, but, but the way it's being said, may seem like a verbal assault. So I want a lot of kids out there listening. Everything your parents say, take it with a pinch of salt, man. You know, don't be upset at your parents were angry. Like, it's very tempting because I've been there. But a lot of the times, especially African and Asian parents, you know, the way they word things, it may seem like an attack, you know, but it's not. It's just, um, it's just their way of uh, scolding and trying to advise kind of thing, you know. I would also say... Um, I would also say, have have discourse with your parents. Talk to your parents. A lot of the times when there's things you want to do and our parents may not understand, we just feel like, you know what, oh, forget them, man. Forget them. And we just kind of go and do our own thing. But communication is key. Find that common ground. Try to communicate with your parents. You know what, mm-hmm. this is what I want to do. You know, I feel like what you want me to do is this what, even if they may not, understand at least lay it all down on the table so in the future it can't be a thing where it's like oh they never knew from the get-go you can always say mum dad like I did tell you this is what I wanted to do I told you Dremba I told you we spoke we you know so always 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 um state your case to them and tell them the truth you know because at the end of the day one day you know, uh, God's going to call them back home one day and we're still going to be on earth young, you know, in our, in our, uh, in our forties maybe, or, 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 or something like that. So we will still have a lot of life ahead of us, but they'll be, they'll be gone. They've, they've finished their life. So you don't want to live your life based on someone else's principles. And then when they, then when they go, it's like, oh my God, I should have just done what I wanted to do because it's, it's your life, Yeah, you know? You 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 get what I'm saying. You're you're steering you're steering the you're steering the your own vehicle, you know. So always state your case to them. Take everything they say with a pinch of salt, and I think ultimately do what you think is best for you, man. Ultimately do what you think is best for you. Your parents may not understand it, they may not get it, but it's your life, man. It's your life. So those are those are those are kind of the the. The, the tips I would say and actually one more thing always remember your parents are coming from a different generation a generation where things were not as accessible where convenience wasn't wasn't um, convenience wasn't uh, there wasn't a lot of convenience like now you know if you're starting a small business now like I said earlier you can go online and run Instagram ads mm. and that same day and that, and on that same day, you can get bare followers. You know what I mean? Mm. On that same day, you might go viral. On that same day, you were back then. You couldn't do stuff like that. You had to literally go door to door, giving out your flyers, or on the street, giving out your business flyers, <laughs> like in the hot sun, sweating. You know, like work was very extensive. It was more, there was more graft, more like nitty gritty work. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, uh, even now, you got automatic cars. You know, you just, you just, you, you just. You, you just put the brake down, put down the brake, you put, you put the stick into, uh, into drive, you know what I mean? You put the handbrake down, mm. get off the, uh, get off, get off the brake and just start driving. Like, you know, back then it was like, 
manual, man, you still got manual cars now, but back then it was manual cars, you know, with, like, with the clutch and stuff, you know, uh, uh, life was a lot, just things were a lot more, things weren't as convenient as now. So people had to work more. Work was more like hard work was really hard work. You know what I mean? Mm. Now, you know, there's things we can do to make things easier for ourselves. You know what I mean? Uh, and I think we need to we need to understand that. So to our parents, talking about I want to be a CEO, entrepreneur, to them, that's it's like impossible. Like a CEO, entrepreneur, mm. like how? Because we live in a day and age where it's so easy to be an entrepreneur. Just create an Instagram page, uh, 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 start a small business, get 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 your uh, get your get your stock, and 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 you're literally you're literally an entrepreneur. You're an entrepreneur. You know um, whether or not you're making money is a different story, but you can be, you can be classed as an entrepreneur. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's easy. In our parents' time, it wasn't that easy. Like you really, you had to have some level of capital behind you. You had to. It was harder. So to them, when we're saying, "Oh, we want to be entrepreneurs," and we want to, they're like, "Like what? Where? How? <laughs> Who? Entrepreneur? Where?" They, they they can't understand it. But times have changed, as you always say, bro. Times have really changed, yeah. and we need to remember the time they come from and understand that a lot of the things they say they may not be hating on me they just don't get it and that's okay we we, we won't get it too we're going to get to a point where we're old me and you are going to be our wife and our kids are going to come into the room like yo dad i want to do and we're going to be like what because there's probably going to be new slang new music videos out new new types of rap styles you know new types of social medias new types of you know, gadgets and um, uh, smartphones and tablets that we're going to be like, like, what's this? It's probably going to be new ones, not just Apple anymore and Samsung. There'll be new, not, not just Sony, there'll be new brands and we're going to be like, what's this? Yeah. You know what I mean? We're, we're going to get old soon. So, it, it, you, you know what I mean, bro? So it's going it's, to, we're, we're going to be called old and uh, done out soon. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, do you, you get what I'm saying? So it, it, I think it's just the cycle of life. It's just one of them ones. So, you know, just don't don't see your parents as like, oh, they don't like support my. It's not. It's not really that. It's the, it's just they come from a different time, and they may not get. But through discourse, these things can be can be um, both sides can be understood. You know. Yeah, man. Covered that perfectly, fam. Covered it perfectly. Like love that. Like, love my guy. Love. Um, that conversation between parents and children needs to be had and it's one thing to listen it's another thing to understand like I'll speak to the parents first because I want parents to understand that your children have dreams and desires first and foremost like they are allowed to dream they are allowed to you know have some sort of idea of what they want to become and it's your duty as a parent to accommodate it to the point of allowing them to at least explore because I mean in a parent's eyes best case scenario they're not interested in it they go to something else maybe you see it as a safer option but they go to something else allow your child mm. the opportunity to at least explore I've, I've said I don't even know how many times I've said that during this episode but that's one thing I want to you know hone in on 
because no, but it's real. It's real. Yeah, yeah. to go explore. Yeah, like the amount of forty-year-olds, fifty-year-olds that are talking about, oh, my life's over. It's because I've been doing something I didn't want to do for my whole life, and now I can't. You know, build that business I wanted to build. I can't use this passion to build an income stream. Now I'm old. I've got kids that are going to uni or college. You know, I can't really do much of myself anymore. Like, you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be that girl. Like, you want to make sure that in your teens, in your 20s, in your 30s, you know, you're using that time to build something that you're actually passionate about. Whether it is, you know, somewhere in the nine-to-five world or it's in the entrepreneurial world, you know, build something that you're truly passionate about because that's what you're going to get up to do for the rest of your life. And if it's what your parents said, if you're going off of what your parents said, you're going to be miserable a whole lot of the time. If you get to a point where, you know, college time, you want to explain to your parents what you want to do, you know, first of all, that's why I love all these subjects. They just intertwine. That dignity and waiting, you know, the first one we did where, you know, it was all about, the whole building of your social media, the fact that it takes time, even though getting to know, you know, episode one, getting to know KD and Young K, you know, we still, you know, went in on trust in the process. And, you know, apart from kids understand that it's going to take some time, you're going to be battered and bruised by the comments that your parents make. It's, it's just standard, unfortunately. It's just standard. And, fam, when I say you said it perfectly, like, it does feel like an attack because that comparison is the one that hurts, where it's your age mates that they're comparing you to that are doing something and it seems that they're succeeding and you're not, but it's just because you're not in that point in your journey yet, you know? Like, the visionaire, he doesn't go, he's not been to uni, so he's not going to uni. He's, you know, building his platforms like without that cushion of okay if this doesn't work out then i've got uni to fall back on and he's always telling me how much his parents are hammering him for not going uni and that is the risk but you've got to understand that if you really want to do something that has got to be more appealing to you than having to go to uni and do something you don't want to do the fact that your parents like, parents, it's like a contradictory thing because they want you to do well and they want you to succeed, but they want it to be in what they want you to do and not in what you want to yeah, do. Yeah, by, by their terms, yeah. 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 So, so it's, it's a contradictory thing and it's all that confusion of you want me to be successful, but at the same time, you don't want me to be successful. So, you know, have that conversation with your parents, you know, tell them, this is what you want to do. They they probably won't like it. Unless they're that way oriented where they will support you in whatever decision you make, you know, most likely they're not going to like it. They're going to be scared. They're going to try and persuade you to do something else, to go to school. But it's your risk. It's completely your risk. At the end of the day, you can do another job, a nine to five in the meantime, to fund yourself to make sure you're able to live, to buy stuff you need to buy, you know, you can fund yourself during the time that you're building. Mm. But at least you're now content and you're happy that 
I'm following something I want to do and not something that my parents want me to do. At least you've had that conversation where you've told them, you've actually told them, they may not have liked it, but they understand that you want to go your own way. It's going to be very hard to do that because you don't want to disappoint your parents. Your parents are going to be angry with you. Like It's very hard to go out and tell your parents, I don't want to go to school. I don't want to become a lawyer. I don't want to become a doctor. You know, I want to become a dancer or I want to become a photographer. And the thing is, okay, what money do you make as a photographer? What money do you make as a dancer? What money do you make as a singer? You know, you've got to be the best singer in the world. You've yeah. got to be the next Beyonce. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, all, you, all a person really needs is money to sustain their living costs and, you know, that extra money to be able to go on a holiday or to to go out with her friends you know, on occasion, like, that's all a person really needs to be content because the core of it is that they're doing something they want to do. So that yeah. that is your core as a child that you're actually following something that you actually want to do. If you're, if you're in an oppressive environment where your parents are, as in when I say always, I mean daily, badgering you about you know, not doing, not going to uni. I've heard Gary V mention it about going to live on your own. And when I say on your own, I mean with like five other people, like a house share or a flat rent or something like that, where you're in now your own environment, you're living on your own. So you're not now relying on your parents for money because when you're under the house, under the roof, you know, you're now living by the rules. So if you now want to go the opposite of what they say, that's the leverage over you. Whereas now if you're in your own space, you're taking the risk. So the risk is all on you. You're not, you're not relying on them for the roof over your head, you know, the food in your fridge, the money in your pocket, you know, that's all on you. And to be quite honest, it creates a better story when you do make it. Because when you do make it and you're getting all those awards or you're making the money you want to make, this, that, and the other, like, your parents are going to be front and centre, clapping and screaming, that's my boy, that's my boy. Like, <laughs> 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 like, that's what they're going to be doing. So, yeah, like, that's the fulfilling moment. So all this... Wearing, wearing, the, uh, wearing the daishiki and all that, all that one. <laughs> they'll, be, they'll, be doing, they'll be dancing, say, hey, my boy, he's my, he's my boy. Another one. Like, <laughs> That's that's the stance when you do, you know, make something of yourself. But, you know, that whole thing of you can sustain yourself and have more money on the side to do whatever you want with, that is where the happiness comes. It's not in having this excess money. You don't need to be earning millions a year and, and you know, singing on stages you know, every performing every month of the year. You you don't have to be doing all that. You don't have to be extra like that. You can just be doing your one, two little thing, making your money, going back home and knowing that, you know, you're fulfilled. Like there's no empty holes in you, you know, mm. everything is everything is dandy, everything is good. So that's where I want you all to be at. I don't want you to be hating your parents because that relationship with your parents, you need it. You need it as you're going through that process. Whether they're supportive or not, you need that relationship with your parents. And when you now have children, 
your, your children should be able to know your parents. They should be able to see your parents. They should be able to, you know, hang around with your parents. It shouldn't be the thing where your hatred towards your parents for them blocking off your vision has caused you to now close off your whole family. So that That's not Trust. the situation you want to be in. It's a very heartbreaking and difficult situation to be in because now that now gets passed through generations because what's repeat what's done here will be repeated elsewhere so you know the, yeah. the message is mainly for kids but it's for parents as well because parents are the driving force in this they are the driving force so the fact that your child is under your roof and under your rule does not now mean you have enough like give them that little you know, knowledge that they need, that little information that they need to make sure they don't make certain mistakes, even if they're not going to school. You know, if you can teach them a bit about money, about saving money, about mortgages, about rent, about this, that, and the other, like, that will help them and stop them from, you know, spending too much money when they're trying to build, you know, buying design or when they've got their first commission. Like, you informing them of that, stops them from making those kind of detrimental mistakes. Give them that little help. You can offer that at that stage rather than just closing yourself off because your child's not listening to you. It feels like they're rebelling against you, this, that, and the other. You know, you have nothing to dance and sing about for the first 10 years that they decide to go do their own thing. Like, basically, don't be a dick, you know (laughs) know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to dance around, but quite frankly, don't be a dick. Like, Give 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 your children mm. that bit of advice here and there that will help that will see them through, because when it comes down to it, you're yep. the one they're going to thank. When it comes down to it, the information you give them is what they're going to give to their children. CC podcast is a generational thing. This is going through generations, man. A hundred. So that's 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 100%. my take. Whatever you do today will be repeated tomorrow. It's a habit. It's a habit. What you say to me, I'll say to them. What they, what I say to them, they'll say to someone else. It just keeps getting passed through. And if we lose it in translation, it's like Chinese whispers. If you repeat a message to me perfectly clear that you learned from your parents, there should be no reason why I now twist and change that message for my child. But if you've now used your own interpretation and your own little pizzazz, and your your you know your feelings have got too into it. You tell me something. You know I'm gonna take it a certain way, and then choose what to say to my child. As I said before, humans are a filter for information. So what I don't tell you, you can't know. And I can choose to twist and tweak whatever I want. So, you know, it affects uh-huh. everyone if I choose to or not to inform my child about these financial areas. You know you know, dealing with their emotions, you know, dealing with the lust of the flesh, like all this kind of stuff, all these lessons that I can teach my child. So, like, that's my tips for them. So, you know, we've given you a wealth of tips, like, please listen to it because this is so important for every child. And at the end of the day, we're still someone's child. We're still learning. We've still got a lot to learn. And as we learn, you also learn. That's the whole thing. As we're getting new perspectives and new information, that's what we're now giving to you. That's what we're now feeling to you so that 
you can grow up not making the same mistakes we we made and making the same mistakes that we had to learn from because some of those mistakes have been cruel. They've been cruel teachers. But I'd rather I go through it and the next 10 people I talk to don't have to deal with it. That's that's my whole take on it. So, like, are there any last thoughts on on this whole parenting versus happiness? Um... Uh, no, man, I think, uh, yeah, I think we covered, we, we pretty much covered a lot of things here. I think we covered it all, man, and I agree with what you said just now. Um, Literally, bro, like, it's better to go through it rather than the next man not going through mm. it and not knowing. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh, not knowing uh the dangers of that thing because, bro, like, for real, man, when that, like, my son's fam, like, by God's grace, man, them, them, them guys are going to be Exactly. That's every me, wish of a parent. You get what man? I'm That's saying? what you should wish for. Do you get what I'm saying? And then, and then, and then, their seed, ten times better than mm. them. Do you get what I'm saying? And then, and then, their seed, seed, ten times better than them. That's how it should be. Every generation outdoing their yeah. predecessor. You know what I mean? That's how that's how it should be, man. And that's what we're striving for. And you know, we're we're we're, we're our brother's keeper, like God said. So we want even kids that don't even kids that aren't even related to us, but they're from they're from the younger generation, black, white, Asian, Arab, uh, biracial, or to or to be better than us, man. Do you get what I'm saying? Since you know, because there's a lot of things our, our our parents' generation failed to do that we can change now in our capacity. You know, so much going on in the world with Generation Z, so many movements, social groups, trying to just destroy things man and it's, it's our time now to, to be a voice to be that voice crying out for change or to be that voice you know uh saying something positive something good you know what i mean and and that's why i love cracking the code podcast man because it's, it's so raw uncut and unfilled it's something that this, this generation needs right now man and you know i i give i give god i, I give god glory for your life bro because not a lot of people We'll take we'll take up this 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 kind of thing and do it because yeah. a lot of guys are cowards, man. But you're 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 here you're here doing that, man. And for real, man, I, uh, you know I, I'm 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 inspired by it, man. For real, yeah, man, you know. I appreciate it. Like my joy is because doing it on your own is is cool, but you know it's good to know that there are other people that have similar beliefs and values, and to know that. You know, a person I speak to quite often, you know, feels the same way, has the same kind of outlook on life and all these different topics. That That's why I was so excited to now bring you on, to bring the visionary on, because it's like we can create something. We can bring our own life experiences and change an entire generation with what we say and you know, it's a big responsibility. I was never one that liked talking. I was never one that liked being heard because it's like, okay, if I say something wrong, you know, a thousand people are going to shout at me and it's going to be so embarrassing and this, that and the other and I'm never going to want to speak again. But, you know, that boldness to speak mm. and to speak up for what you believe in because it'd be different if I didn't know. But the thing is, I know, so I must tell. So, you know, that's 
that's what this thing is about. It's like having conversations that should be had in households, in our social groups, in our classrooms. Like, we want children to, you know, maybe you're chilling with your friends on the corner shop and you just spark this conversation about, you know, what you're going to do with your life in the next five years. Um, how you how you want to go about earning money legal how you how you want to earn earn money legally like <laughs> i want you to be having these yeah. conversations wherever you are i don't want it to be limited to just us olders that did so made so many mistakes had to learn so many lessons and then at 2021 we're just having those conversations so like children their imaginations are wild and you know they are so ambitious so optimistic and I want them to carry that through because that will help them a great deal with the kind of world we live in today with all this rubbish going on all these distractions like having that optimism you know that nature of oh if this doesn't work out don't worry I'll go do something else you know I want that attitude to carry on because you know as soon as we hit the stage we're actually conscious about what we're talking about you know, we get a bit more insecure and self-aware about what we're actually saying on a day-to-day. And we have to always cap our potential because we don't know what the next man's going to say about it. So, you know, that's that's what this whole thing's from. So that's why I'm so happy to have you on and to be talking about this stuff openly and not having to censor what we say and just be raw and uncut and help the youth of this, this generation. So yeah man it's it's a real good experience and i'm liking how it's going and if i'm over the next couple of episodes is it's going to be more in depth it's going to be crazier you know all the information that we've got to share is is crazy and i just pray that it touches someone somewhere yeah man 100 100 bro 100 man well we're we're getting there bro i feel like a lot of people are are being convicted by the things we say, man. Do you know what I mean? Because the truth, truth can't be hidden, bro. Truth can't be hidden, man. Like it'll, 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 it'll pierce someone's heart, and they'll, they'll, they'll listen to what we're saying. Do you get what I'm saying? So that's just that's just the power of truth, man. That's 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 the power of God. You know what I mean? Hundred, hundred. So yeah, man. Yeah, man. So yeah. guys, you know, this was a more heartfelt episode. You know, I got a bit emotional at times. You know, we started to reach into our past, you know, the deepest, darkest areas that we don't... For real, man. Trauma, (laughs) trauma from... Trauma from being forced (laughs) to go union there. I just hope that, you know, we've spoken to at least one of you, that you've gained, you know, a different perspective, you know, a bit of information, something you needed before you make the biggest decision of your life. And... You know, as I said, there's we're gonna get deeper into other topics that like it's gonna it's gonna get real crazy real soon. So, you know, this has been KD and Young K with the CC podcast episode three, Dignity and Waiting, Parents versus Happiness. We'll see you next week, Sunday, for the next one. Yeah, man. Peace.